Good evening, folks. It is Thursday night. It's episode 100. It's hard to believe. It's uh, it's gone by real fast. And it, tonight is one of milestones. Is the first time we've hit 100 episodes, and I think that's the last time we'll hit 100 episodes. And I guess the 101st and 102nd, 103rd will all be the first, so I really don't know what the hell we're celebrating. Kind of ruins the moment. It's... uh. It's 100 episodes. Tomorrow will be 101. It'll be 102. But it's the first time we hit triple digits. And the last time, it will be the first time that we hit triple digits. See? It's a special day. And I'm excited about it. There's one other thing that we've done and I'm pretty excited about. Look at this. Singe the beard. Speaking of the beard. 6,000 followers. 6,000 on our 100th kind of cool, not so cool celebration day. I still think it's pretty neat. And for the guy that came in and started talking crap about my beard, this is an interesting conversation. I wake up this morning and the guy obviously wants to contribute, right? Because we have the greatest listeners in the world and they always contribute the greatest things ever at all times. And they are just such a cut above the rest of all the other sites out there. So this guy comes on and he's a portly fellow. He looks a little like Pascal from Mandalorian when he was in Game of Thrones, but not good looking, not in good shape, not princely, but just kind of a fat version of Pascal is what this guy looked like. A lot of gray in his beard. I was going to offer him my number 35 just for men beard coloring, but obviously he didn't care. And I tried to be nice, but he wasn't acquiesced to my request. So he just says... Dude, nobody cares about your beard. You know, I can take a lot of stuff, but that was a that was a little below the belt, bro. I work hard on this thing. This is the this is the first time since uh overseas that I have let this thing grow, man, and it's it's kind of flowing and it's, you know, it's how dare you? What a jerk. So, of course, I did the overall thing that most people should do, which is bow out of the conversation. Don't get involved. Don't be petty and just walk away. You know? Don't sweat the petty. Pet the sweaty, right? That's what you should do. Well, of course, I didn't do that. (coughs) So all I said to him was, as kindly as I could, was, hey, bro. Also, you might not know that the carpet doesn't match the drapes. I thought it was funny. It was coy. It was just playful, just banter. It wasn't insulting. Just thought maybe information he would also find useless. And he confirmed that as he said to me, that's about as useless as knowing the price of coffee beans in Venezuela or Peru. Well, unless you live in Venezuela or Peru, coffee can be expensive. And obviously there it's not. Either are bananas or cocaina. But guess what? only relevant based on your perspective. But that wasn't my retort. At that point, I kind of had enough. And I simply said to him, well, just like your opinion, nana nana boo boo, stick your head in doo-doo. That's pretty good. Your opinion's useless too. And then he says to me, just like you in college, did you slice or did you fillet your jellyfish sandwiches? I can kind of understand the metaphor because jellyfish, you eat a jellyfish, going to sting the inside of your mouth and you're an idiot. So you think, oh, it's a fish. I need the filet, like a filet of fish. He wasn't very good, bro. 
I, I knew he was reaching. And I kind of knew at that point I got under his craw. So I just figured it was time to retort and put it to bed. As an adult, I said, your two fathers must be proud of you. Well, then he deleted me. And I don't understand. I would have I would have shaved the beard, bro. All you got to do is ask if it tickles. I was going to ask him if he wanted the mustache ride next, but I, I don't think he would have also been acquiesced to that request. Listen, here's the moral of the story. I don't write scripts. I just talk about whatever. And if I want to talk about my damn beard, I'm going to talk about my beard. And if you don't like it, take a flying uh-huh. off a short cliff. This is don't unfriend me, not be participatory in a hurtful and mean kind of way. Listen, I wish he wouldn't have left. I wish he would have just went and bannered back and forth. He wanted that. Listen, here's the thing, folks. I had another fight where a guy called me a racist today. And I was being really nice to him. My friend Marky knows the guy. I've seen him post on Marky's post. And he's a good dude. But he decided he wanted to go toe-to-toe today. And he wanted to start slapping whistles together. And I'm like, all right, brother. You want to troll? I can play that game. And I did, and I gave as good as I got. He had a couple good barbs in, but then he went to the racist trope. You're a racist. Okay. Yeah, right. I'm a racist. And I just told him to come on the show. And then he said, well, I'll have my friends come on the show because I can't fight my own battles, obviously. He says, I make $8,000 an hour or $8,000 per speech. Okay. Listen, let me just get this out right now because this is obviously going to be a long intro. I want you to contribute. I want you to be a part of the show. But I want you also to contribute things that are smart, right? I want you to rise above. I want you to take some time. I want you to get into your posts. There's been several. And I can't remember the person who, who posted last night on, on the Gina show and, and literally just took to task one of my, my posters and just destroyed them with history and facts. It's almost like she's watched my show and just took the commenter to town. And that commenter didn't come back. Do I want that to happen? Yeah, I do. I want I want the dummies to kind of filter out the the real dummies. I don't want somebody on here who who isn't willing to like open up their mind and think. But here's the thing. This is what I've been trying to get to for the last holy voice six minutes and forty seconds. I am a garbage in, garbage out kind of guy. I'm like that automatic food processor you saw in the Jetsons where they would put in that small, tiny little thing like that was a mini bagel and they put it in and then it would go into the dehydrator. This is in Back to Future 2. And then boop, 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 and it turned into a pizza. If you put in dehydrated crap into my little dehydrator, you're going to get crap back. And if you're respectful and kind and you want to make a point, you will also get the same treatment. What people don't understand about me and which really takes people back and gets them into the argumentative and territorial pissings mode with me is that when I debate, I give you exactly what you give me. If you want to play two-year-old juvenile, I'm ready. Put me in, coach. If you want to wax intellect and debate, I will absolutely do that. And what you will find is that my self-attrition or self-regulation is extensive. There will be many times where I will say to you, great point. I didn't think of that. 
Thanks for helping me see the light. Anyone who's watched my live show knows I've had several people come on and go, oh, I'm going to put Matt in his place. And ultimately what happens is, is we wind up talking about the good old days and we don't talk about stupid stuff anymore because it's really not about the debate. It's about the connection. So if you're going to argue a point and you're going to come on my show and you're going to go ahead and say something, be prepared to have a conversation. And yes, it might get a little heated. I'm not saying we have to be like, oh, well, Puffy, I went to Harvard. Therefore, uh, I'm, I'm completely blind to your quest and I, uh, I fathom thee. No. First of all, we're not British. But I would like you to at least make a point, a single point, just one, just one point. If someone wrote one sentence that was really articulate and clear and not vague and full of like cynicism and derision and they just made a point, that is when I'm like, I'm in, I'm in because that means you want to want to have discourse. You're willing to listen and I'm willing to listen to that. What I'm not willing to listen to is, oh, dude, bro, you're a freaking right-wing Trumper, bro. Or the other jackass who's like, man, why don't you want to save the spotted owls? Or the other guy that's like, white people are now, they're, they're the oppressed people. Okay. If, if that's you, I don't have any problem with you. I just really don't want to have a debate with you. I don't want to have a conversation because I've heard it. There's nothing that I can't learn about you by watching Fox News or CNN. I want to learn the things that make you tick. I want to learn what makes you think. I want to know what gets in your craw and pisses you off. And if it's me, tell me. And then usually once those conversations happen, I will do something. I will invite you on the show. This guy, I invited him to the show. And he says to me, oh man, you got to pay me $8,000 an hour. I'm not going to give you better ratings. I'm like, first of all, my ratings are pretty freaking good. I'm growing fast. Second, I don't want you on for that. I want so we can get common ground. The show says, don't unfriend me. So I want us to kind of rise above. On the 100th episode, I thought about doing different things. I thought about doing a collage of all the best moments in the 100 episodes. You know what? I'm not going to do that crap. We're going to talk about the same things we always talk about. There's nothing different between today and yesterday and tomorrow. It's all the same. But I'm going to give you a 100th episode message is that I'm going to ask the dummies to start being more thoughtful of what they say. There's people on, on the show, and I delete your comments, when you're like, oh, F you, dude, underneath the guy, I'm done. I delete you. And it's not because I'm unfriending you. It's because you have absolutely, 100%, no justification to tell someone to F off after they make one statement you disagree with. Does that mean I'm censoring your speech? No. I'm asking you that you are entering a forum and to stop bringing a toothpick to a broadsword match. You're walking into a forum where people are being challenged to think differently. My listeners tend to think differently. And although some of them are absolutely rooted in their beliefs and stubborn as hell, generally, most of the listeners are extremely intelligent, including yourself. But why would you get in a toothpick fight with a broadsword and start cussing and throwing barbs? It doesn't do any good. All it does is escalate the conversation, and then 40 other members are going to come in and tell you what a tool you are. And the only people that do that are trolls, and I don't condone or abide by trolls. This has been a long opening segment. And the reason why is because I want us to rise above. If you want to make fun of my beard, make fun of my beard. 
If you want to make fun of what I say, make fun of what I say. But if you're going to watch an entire 45-minute show and the only thing you take about take out from the show is nobody cares about your beard, then honestly, it says more about you than it does me. And you're missing the big picture because there was plenty in that show for you to disagree with or agree with or say something nice or say something negative, but say something worth saying. Don't be forgotten before anyone even knows you're there. That's my 100th message. Now, at 12 minutes, holy crap, we can get into the joke and segue. The question is, is did you stick around? Well, we're going to find out. Why is a fungus a hypocrite? Because it doesn't have much room to talk. folks well thank you so much for being here at the 100th episode thanks for letting me get that get that off my chest you know i'm not a sensitive person but i do get annoyed we talked about this last night and tonight we are going to take that annoyance from last night and put it in tonight's show it's going to be a little bit of a different spin i'm going to show the hypocrisy of the cancel culture and this was exactly what happened today And no, not about the beard, but the guy that called me a racist when I pointed some things out that he didn't like and didn't stand up to his narrative. And that's unfortunate. And I wish he would have come on my show. Unfortunately, I don't have $8,000 to give him because he makes that an hour, of course, but he has enough time to spend with me. If I was making $8,000 an hour, the last thing I would do is spend two hours on some idiot on Facebook. I'd go make $16,000 and then hire someone to argue with them. So petty. I'm so petty tonight. I know it's unfortunate. It's unfortunate. Day 99 of the hostage crisis. I want to get this out quickly. Facebook has continued to hold my site hostage as they will not allow me to advertise in any way, shape, or form because they consider me a political site. And they say because of the election. What is happening to that guy in the back of that car? Reminds me when I was 16, it doesn't look comfortable. Okay. Before the investigation opens up, I wasn't the guy with a hand over the mouth, and I wasn't having anyone have a hand over my mouth. It was a joke. <sighs> you got to be careful all of a sudden. Mr. Spear, we're here to investigate a back-of-the-car incident when you were 16 years old. I didn't do it. You had sex in an uncomfortable place. Like what, a Volkswagen? Okay. <sighs> i got to focus. All right. So Facebook has continued to censor and saying that they're doing this for our benefit because of the election. Well, they're just continuing to do it. They haven't stopped. And they are still censoring everybody, not allowing us to advertise and using the election trope. It says, our advertising was shut down November 3rd, and until the election is over, we are going to continue to do this. Well, they've continued to do it, and the election is over. I guess they're going to extend it a little bit. Folks, who am I? What do I do? Well, If you're still around and you don't think I'm absolutely insane, my name is Matthew Spear. I'm the host of Don't Unfriend Me. And what do we do here? Well, we have conversation. We argue. We wax intellect. 
we have a good time. And that is ultimately what this is all about. Right over here, you will see you can follow, share, like, and subscribe. That's on YouTube, Facebook, Instagram, or any of the podcast stations that you purvey. These are my call signs. You can find me here. The question is, is did I use that word correctly? Purvey. Purveyor of. If you are a purveyor of other podcast stations, then you will find me there. That's better. I like that better. Mike Rowe would have said it that way. Anyway, tonight, Gina Carano. She was fired from Mandalorian. Now, I want to say something really, really important to me. I don't give a tinker's damn. Sounds like my mom. I don't give a tinker's damn. I don't give a fud about what's going on in the inside politics of Hollywood at all. I don't care if Gina Carano wants to go ahead and say that she likes her men whiter than Kellogg's cornflakes. They're a little gold, so she likes Trump-looking people. I don't care if Pascal, who is the Mandalorian, says that uh, that that America is deserves to die in a fireball. Everyone has a right to think what they want and say what they want. I want to stop the argument about racism. Yes, there's racism in the world. Yes, there's tyranny. There's oppression. There's sexism. For God's sakes, give it a rest. We know it's all there. But Gina Carano is not responsible for that. She's not responsible for the Nazis and Hitler. She didn't cause it, folks. She didn't cause the eradication of 11 million Jews and supporters of Jews. I'm sorry. She had nothing to do with it. In fact, she wasn't even alive. Her parents weren't even alive. And the same holds true for Pascal and what he said. They have a right to say what they want. And yes, they signed contracts with Disney that says that if they embarrass or in any way, shape, or form deface the name of Disney, which Disney doesn't do it enough themselves, seriously, but anyway, that they will be held accountable and their contract expires. I don't care about that either. I don't care about the cancel culture. I care about the hypocrisy. And if you're going to do it to one, you need to do it to the other. And that is extremely important in this conversation. So I'm going to do something for you. I'm going to tell you a little story. And this story is about people who have done the exact same thing that Gina Carano did. And the reason why I want to tell you this story is because it is extremely important to compare apples to apples and oranges to oranges here. And that's what we're going to do. And I'm going to show you with no equivocation by the end of this, you will agree with what I have to say. You will agree with what I have to say. I gotta get a little force music, maybe do a harp. You will agree with what I have to say. Now that you're all hypnotized, let me explain it to you and let's just have a conversation, okay? Let's not take it personal. There are 10 famous liberals who've made this Nazi comparison but weren't canceled themselves. According to reports, Disney fired conservative actress Gina Carano, as we know, we heard that last night on my show, best known for her character on the hugely popular Disney show, The Mandalorian, because of a series of posts she made on social media that critics claimed were offensive. The Daily Wire reported this. The post that generated the most controversy was a screenshot of another person's post that she then posted onto her own Instagram account also known as Daily Wire, reposting 
Jesus, couldn't you? Oh, sorry. Sorry for using the Lord's name in vain. I'll bleep that out. But it doesn't mean I didn't say it. But that's basically what she did. She retweeted. The current post compared the current politically divisive culture in the U.S. to Nazi Germany. That's it. That's all she did. The screenshot read, and I quote, Jews were beaten in the streets, not by Nazi soldiers, but by their neighbors, even children. Because history is edited, most people today don't realize that, to get to the point where Nazi soldiers could easily round up thousands of Jews. The government first made their own neighbors hate them simply for being Jews. How is that any different from hating someone for their political views? Now, that is a good question, isn't it? So let's answer her question. Isn't that what we should do as people? Before we attack her and say, whoa, 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 you're comparing people who don't like Trump supporters to Nazis? No. No, that's not what she said. She's saying simply that the people empowered the Nazis to do what they did. The people could have rose up and quashed and squashed Hitler and the Third Reich. They didn't. They believed it because it was years of propaganda and years in the making of turning the people against Jewish people. And in the end, they carried the torch against the Jews. Now, they didn't gas them. They didn't throw them in, in, in burning incinerators. They outed them and ratted them out and wouldn't shelter the Jews. <clears throat> Is she saying that that's what's taking place? No. She's talking about the change because Hitler wasn't always Hitler. He was very dashing and he had charisma when he first started. He was actually affluent and kind of funny and people followed him. And then he went freaking nuts and crazy and his real plot unfolded and he recognized how to take power and money from the Jews, which was to turn the people against them because Nazi Germany wasn't actually run by Germans. It was run by the Jewish people. And I've already went into this in another show and I'll link it right here or over here, whatever. She's saying that there was a subculture and a subthought that started with a seed and turned into something larger, which was turning citizens against citizens. That is all she said. And I will defend her saying that until the day I die, nobody will change my mind. This is one of them. You're not going to change my mind. If you want to argue with me, you can't argue that. There is nothing you can say after what she wrote that wasn't true and too isn't able to be seen by any human being with comparison contrast. If you're open eyes and you listen to what she said, you absolutely will understand. And you want to know how I know you can understand? Because this next point will prove it to you. Right here. As Carano has been an outspoken supporter of former President Donald Trump and has often complained about backlash against her conservative opinions, many critics took the post as her equating Republicans with Jews in Nazi Germany. The Washington Post reported the post has since been deleted, but not before fans captured the moment and shared it widely. Critics called for the actress to be fired for her online rhetoric under the hashtag fire Gina Carano, yippee, which trended on Twitter on Wednesday. It trended in November, too. Lucasfilm, a production company owned by Disney, announced in a statement that Gina Carano is not currently employed by Lucasfilm, and there are no plans for her to be in the future. 
Nevertheless, her social media posts denigrating people based on their cultural and religious identities are abhorrent and unacceptable, which is not true. She didn't do it. While Carano's comparison of conservatives in modern-day America to Jews under the regime of Nazi Germany is demonstrable, absurd. She is far from the first person to make this very same claim. Since entering office, multiple liberals and leftists have not only compared the political divisive environment to Nazi Germany, but that Donald Trump himself was an indistinguishable uh, clone of Adolf Hitler. Now, if you don't believe me, I'm going to show it to you. And then I'm going to tell you the top 10 people who've actually done this and prove it to you even further. But there's another side to this argument I want you to hold because I've taken the first side, but there is a whole nother one to it, which is about Pascal's comments. And there is delineation between Carano's and his, and they are exactly the same comment from two different perspectives. And that is what I'm asking you to talk to me about. I don't want to hear about slavery. I don't want to hear about oppression. I don't want to hear about the Jews being killed. I know all of it. I've read a book. I understand. I'm not denying any of it. In fact, I'm an advocate. And like an absolute advocate for human rights for all. And anybody who's watched my show for more than five minutes knows this. I'm talking about the commonality between their posts from different perspectives. And because it's on the side of the virtuous, Pascal's post is completely being ignored. And Gina Carano's is not. And that is the argument I want to make. That that doesn't make me a white supremacist. It doesn't make me on the side of, of Nazis. Don't be ridiculous. It makes me on the side of consistency and against hypocrisy. Here's your video. That was Saturday at a rally in Florida. Trump was asking supporters to raise their hands, vowing to vote for him in the March 15th primary. But that led to headlines like these, where some compared that moment to something that might have happened at a rally in Nazi Germany. And we noticed four other moments in the past week where people have compared Trump to Adolf Hitler. Adolf Hitler, we all look at Adolf Hitler in 1940. We should look at Adolf Hitler in 1929. He was a kind of a funny kind of character that said the things that people were thinking. Where Donald Trump takes it, I have absolutely no idea. But Donald Trump is a dangerous man with the things that he has been saying. So I had one of Hitler's speeches translated into English, and I think this tells us a lot about where <laughs> Donald Trump is getting his ideas. Look at this Hitler speech, and we've translated it for you. Thank you. Thank you. We're going to make Germany great again. That I can tell you. Believe me. So when people ask why you support Donald Trump, you just tell them. He's going to take our economy from here to here. I don't like that. He's not some cautious politician. He says what I'm thinking. I don't know what it is. I just like the guy. A message from racists for Donald Trump. Comedian Louis C.K. wrote this in an email to fans. Please stop it with voting for Trump. It was funny for a little while, but the guy is Hitler. And by that I mean that we are being Germany in the 30s. Do you think they saw the expletive coming? Hitler was just some hilarious and refreshing dude with a weird comb-over who would say anything at all. Trump asked voters again on Monday, this time in North Carolina, to raise their hands and take the loyalty pledge. Louis C.K., one of my favorite comedians of all time. Love Louis C.K. But at least the one thing I know about Louis C.K. is that his opinion essentially means nothing unless he has his dick in. <laughs> 
man and jerking off in front of women. Because that guy is the biggest sexist who's ever walked the planet. But he has the stones to tell people who to vote for. Once again, celebrities are not where you get your moral compass from. Because a lot of them have many different problems. And some of them have no idea what they speak of. They regurgitate the same thing over and over. And they play holier than thou. But then we find out that the man who led America's moral compass from the Cosby show raped 90-some-odd women against their will. And we go, whoopsie. Well, don't listen to that celebrity. Let's listen to the gun. Let's listen to the guy who actually is directing Guardians of the Galaxy, who's posted 10,000 different things about pedophilia and pictures of him dressed up with little kids and acting like they're little children and making sex jokes about kids. Oh, it was just comedy. It was art. It's the art. It's the liberal arts. This is the hypocrisy I'm talking about. You've got actors and actresses holding severed heads of Donald Trump with blood coming out. Can you imagine if anyone did that for President Obama? And I would absolutely find that vehemently to be 100% uncalled for and would never condone that. But why do you condone it for Trump? Because you just saw it. Because he's a racist and he's a Nazi. And that is the word that has been used to describe him more than any other word. Now, you could say blowhard, arrogant, pompous, sexist, jerk, condescending, know-it-all, unable to apologize, completely stubborn and bullheaded, and a narcissist. Those are all accurate. But you also forgot to say all the good things he's done. And you can sit here and say everything he did was Hitler, but you are completely lying through your teeth. He's nothing like Hitler. Nothing. But you also said Bush was a racist. Bush Sr. and Jr. Ronald Reagan was a racist. Bob Dole was a racist. Mitt Romney was a racist. It's so funny how everybody who runs is a racist for the Republican Party when most of the racists are Democrats. And I can prove that, but that's a whole other conversation. And I've proved it in other episodes, but we'll do it some other time. Because Carano made this same claim about the left, however, she's immediately canceled. Here are 10 liberals and leftists who, because they compared Republicans to Nazis, face no risk of cancellation. The first one, Joe Biden. In September 2020, then-Democratic presidential nominee Joe Biden compared Donald Trump to a German Nazi propagandist. During an interview with MSNBC, Stephanie Rule said the following. Trump is sort of like Gables, Biden said, invoking the name of Joseph Gables, the mastermind of Nazi Germany's propaganda machine. You say the lie long enough, keep repeating it and repeating it and repeating it. It becomes common knowledge among voters, reported Politico. Number nine, Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez. She had some work done, I promise. In June 2018, Alexandria accused President Donald Trump's administration of running concentration camps in its detentions of migrants in the southern border, directly invoking language associated with Germany and the final solution. The United States is running concentration camps on our southern border, and that is exactly what they are. They are concentration camps. Interesting, the only person to run a concentration camp in the United States was actually a Democrat, and it was the Japanese, but once again, all those silly facts, what do they matter? And if that doesn't bother you, I want to talk to the people that are concerned enough with humanity to say that we should not and never again 
means something. Never again is a phrase invoked when describing the horrors of the Holocaust. And she used those words with absolutely no accounting for the damage that they may do to another human being. She claims that Donald Trump was recreating the Holocaust in the United States. Some things shouldn't be said. Some things simply aren't true, no matter how many times you say them and repeat them over and over. That's being a hypocrite. She did the exact same thing she accused Donald Trump of. And let me ask you a question. We are three weeks in to Joe Biden's presidency. A $2 trillion spending bill seems to be planned and ready to go and was locked and loaded. Where are we with immigration? Are there kids still in cages? Yes, there's 1,500 of them versus the 500 Donald Trump had. Where's the outrage? Where's the frustration? Oh, the Biden campaign says we haven't gotten to it yet. And his cabinet has said we're getting to it. It's going to take some time. That's not what you told the voters. So essentially, it's all outrage. Nobody cares. You can pretend, at least the Republicans don't pretend to care. The Democrats pretend to care. Where are all the 18 million illegal immigrants? Why are you not outraged? Why aren't you absolutely putting your feet on the Capitol steps, demanding that these people do their job? Why? Because nobody cares. And you can pretend you do, but it only really matters on even years every four years during the presidential election. Number eight, Don Lamont. Speaking with fellow CNN anchor Chris Cuomo, Don Lamont suggested President Donald Trump's rhetoric on immigration could lead him down the same path as Nazi dictator Adolf Hitler, saying it starts with the little lies. If you could look back in history, would you say, well, I'm so glad that that person allowed a platform so that they could spread their hate and propaganda and lies? Or would you say it probably wasn't the right thing to do to spread that? Because you knew in the moment that was a bad person and they were doing bad things. Not only were they hurting people, they were killing people, Lamont said. When Cuomo pushed back on Lemon's invocation of Hitler, calling it a very extreme example, Lamont doubled down. It starts with little lies. It starts with little lies that become bigger lies and people who become brainwashed, Lamont said. Ask anybody who had a family member who went to Guyana. It started with little thing. People start to buy into it and all of a sudden it becomes a reality. You good people follow bad people. Well, that's interesting. I bet if I showed you a clip about six years ago of Don Lamont, you would have sworn he was a Republican. He literally defended defended Republicans and absolutely went to task on the inner cities of America and asked them to stand up and take accountability for where they were in life. And it was probably one of the greatest pieces I've ever seen in my life. And that came from Don Lemon. But this Don Lemon guy, I have no idea who he is. But speaking of brainwashing, if you change your position that quickly... Think a little brainwashing was in your past. Joy Reid. In August 2019, MSNBC's AM host Joy Reid likened the coverage of presidential Donald Trump to the media treatment of Nazi dictator Adolf Hitler in the 30s. I have this old set of New York Times front covers to show how benign the coverage was. And even in the 1930s, as the world was about to burn down in World War II, Reid said, and that sort of thing, benign things, you know, it's like a tick of wanting to see world leaders in that case of Germany. They just want to see them as normal. And I don't know where that comes from, but it is really, and I think it would be if so, these leaders were not white men, I have to say. She said, oh my, have you ever tried to read anything from Joy Reid? It's like reading something from Donald Trump. How she completes a, a, a sentence is, is beyond me. I have read things professionally most of my life on a teleprompter, and I butchered 
that or she butchered it and that's what it actually sounds like and if you listen to her it's very similar to that jim clyburn speaking with cnn's chris como house majority whip clyburn compared trump's refusal to concede to what hitler did in germany i'm beginning to see what happened in germany back in the 1930s and i never thought that could happen in this country clyburn said how do you elect a person like president trump then all of a sudden you're going to give him the authority to be a dictator that's what hitler did in germany kind of Beto O'Rourke, my favorite. Roberto, in October 2019, Democratic presidential candidate Robert Beto O'Rourke compared the Trump administration to Nazi Germany. I don't think that speaking the truth and calling things by their right names is any way disqualifying and able to do work going forward. O'Rourke told Washington Post reporter Robert Costa, I think sooner rather than later, a majority of Americans, including Republicans, are going to see for Trump who he is and that this administration for what it's done. Outside of the Third Reich, give me another example of a Western leader who has called people of one faith inherently defective or dangerous or disqualified from being successful in that country, O'Rourke continued. How did a modern country, well-educated, a source of innovation and ingenuity, and a source of moral leadership in the world descend into that level of barbarity, producing a shame that lives with every single German to this day, he asked. Well, I don't know. How did we elect someone like you who basically decided to go ahead and do a hit and run while you were so drunk and then go ahead and leave the scene of a crime, Robert? Why do you even have your driver's license? Bill Maher, who I think it's a lot of flack, but I got to give Bill credit. At least he speaks his mind and he believes what he says. Bill Maher in 2016, the host compared Trump to Hitler, placing Trump sounding quotes alongside a clip of Hitler speaking. You just saw it on the video. Thank you, thank you. We're going to make America great again. Believe me, blah, blah, blah. Doesn't win anymore. England, France, America, they're laughing at us. In 2018, Marr then claimed that Trump would have celebrated fascist dictators like Adolf Hitler and Benito Mussolini. If Donald Trump was president in 1938, what do you think he would be saying about Hitler and Mussolini, Marr said? Strong leaders, strong leaders, very strong. He would love them. I want to be clear. He doesn't believe that you need to go ahead and pick up offense and sometimes playing defense is better. Of course we want to get along with Russia. Of course we want to get along with China. Why do you think we haven't had a war when Donald Trump was in office? For the first time in how long? Well, we haven't declared war since World War II. A conflict. The reason why is because the guy didn't go around and flex his muscles to every single different country. He was tougher on Russia than any other president since Reagan. You can take your crap, put it in your pipe, and smoke it because it is crap. And nobody, nobody faced Kim Jong-un, and nobody went after Iran like he did. You can say all you want, and immediately I know you're a CNN talking head because you don't know the facts, and you don't know the history, and you're making it up as you go along. Jimmy freaking Kimmel. I wish this guy would just do the man show. And because Adam Carolla went to one place and Jimmy Kimmel went to the other. And I will tell you, they are both opposite ends of the extreme. But at least Carolla is somewhat embracing reality. And he just hates California. Jimmy Kimmel hates America. Complete different. Sharing a TV gaffe that showered the title of an Adolf Hitler documentary under President Donald Trump as he spoke at a campaign rally, late night host Jimmy Kimmel joked, the Hitler family is furious. They're talking about suing. Donnie Douche, that's not his name, MSNB host Donnie Douche compared U.S. immigration and custom enforcement ICE to Nazis. Think about our country now and our commander in chief authorized ICE military briefs to literally go to the streets in 10 cities across this country, including New York, where we are. 
Grab families and children. We're going to scary places, guys, that always happen in other parts of the world and are happening here now. These are not MS-13 members. The overwhelming statistics of people coming in are less criminally disposed than the people who live in this country. Douche continued. They are running just like the Jews ran from the Nazis, just like so many other groups are running from persecutions of safety. In June 18, Douche also claims that voting for Trump was like supporting Nazis. If you vote for Trump, then you're the voter. You, not Donald Trump, are standing at the border like Nazis. If you vote, you can no longer separate yourself from the evilness of Donald Trump. Hank Johnson, in 2019, the Georgia Democrat likened the Trump movement, which brought him to power, to the rise of Adolf Hitler, even though he benefited. Our democracy teeters on the brink of failure, Johnson said at an Atlanta NAACP event. Americans... Um, are not the strongmans of the highest office. Hitler wrote a wave of nationalism and anti-Semitic power to replace anti-Semitism with drug dealers and murderers and rapists. Doesn't that sound familiar? (sighs) Listen, this episode is just as long as the other two, and I'm trying to keep it short, but it's really hard when there's this much stupidity. Trump is not Hitler. Trump wasn't a racist. If you take a look back six years ago, he was on every rap album. Every single person talked about him and his accomplishments and what he did. And rappers absolutely put him on a pedestal. Hollywood and the news loved him. He had one of the most popular TV shows. He was the kind of the guy that you don't take too seriously, like the uncle that comes over at Turkey and smells of Old Spice. That's the guy you kind of just don't really take too seriously. But everyone loved him. And when the media got a hold that he was running, they were actually extremely excited about it because he thought they would take away votes from Republicans and get Hillary Clinton in office. And the exact opposite happened. They have been trying to right the mistake of Donald Trump for four years, and now they are continuing to do it even when he's out of office. Here's the hypocrisy. None of those people, none of them, have actually been canceled, including Whoopi Goldberg, Joy Behart, and any other celebrity that has said that he is a Nazi or said that Trump supporters are a Nazi. So the thing is, is when they look at Gina Carano and they say she's not currently employed, and she's now done with Lucasfilms, people found that to be hypocritical. And the reason why is because Pedro Pascal did the exact same thing. He plays The Mandalorian, and I want to be clear, it's my favorite TV show of all time, that and The Witcher. I love Pedro Pascal, and I love Gina Carano. And I thought, although she wasn't the strongest supporting actress, she added an element of realism to a show, and she empowered women. And I thought it was great, and she could stand alone, and a man didn't have to save her. And yes, existentially, it was fantastic. But Pascal did the exact same thing. He posted comparing Trump supporters to Nazis and Confederates. Pascal was announced shortly that he was the lead for HBO's adaption of the most popular video game of all time, The Last of Us, which will be on HBO. And this is a huge opportunity to bring something amazing to HBO that we have been waiting for. And what we've been waiting for is a great video game adaption. We've seen it with superheroes. We've seen it with sci-fi. But nobody's made a good video game movie yet. And we need to see this made on HBO. But think of the money involved if he gets canceled. Why is he not being canceled? 
I showed you the image. It is a Confederate flag, the Nazi flag, and a Trump Make American Great Again hat. And I will tell you, 74 million people voted for them. And that hat symbolizes that 74 million. It doesn't symbolize the 1% to 2% of bad actors who are the proud boys or racist elements. Those people are not Trump supporters. We don't have them at our rallies. 600 and some odd rallies happened for four years. And there were none of those people there. No fights broke out. Nothing happened. There was no insurrection after this. Thousands of freaking guardsmen were at that Capitol. They are still under fence and lock and key. And not one Fire was lit in 50 states and hundreds of cities across the United States. It is the biggest fallacy besides the impeachment. Both impeachments. You're going to tell me that there's some uprising happening. That moment was a bunch of morons who got together and decided to storm the Capitol, which was led by also a few Antifa members. And don't forget that how convenient that you keep forgetting that. But you didn't say anything about all the BLM protests and the burnings of our cities as Oregon was on fire for hundreds of days. As the rest of the season, cops were pulled out and systematically murdered over the last four years and set up in traps and set up into ambushes and killed. And how BLM marched the streets and said, fry them like bacon, pigs in a blanket. I'm not Sean Hannity. That stuff's real, folks. Look it up. But at no time did we cancel Denzel Washington or anyone else or Morgan Freeman or Joy Reid or Barack Obama because they happened to say oppression and racism and systemic racism is real. I agree with you. But so is hate against white people who support Trump. And we are being called Nazis and fascists, and it needs to stop because somebody's going to get killed. Because you don't have a problem with hurting a Nazi. But just John Q. Public and Jane Q. Public, who are walking to the grocery store, who happen to have a Make America Great Again hat, don't deserve to be run over with a car either. And they don't deserve to be strung up or thrown in an incinerator or gassed. So when Pascal made the comparison, I understand the percentage of people he was talking about. Then you better understand the percentage of people that Gina Carano was talking about, and it wasn't all Biden supporters. And if you say one is not okay, then the other one should not be okay. And it shouldn't be because you love the freaking show, and the show couldn't go on without him because it couldn't. But the show can go on without Gina Carano. But it can't go on without the Mandalorian, and it can't go on with Joel from Last of Us. And that is what's at play here. And all you nerds, and I'm a nerd with you, I'm a jock and a nerd, but I have a lot of nerd in me too. You know that's what this is about. It's the same thing with Gunn from Guardians of the Galaxy. You didn't want to see him canceled because you didn't want to lose a great Guardians of the Galaxy movie. And that's the only reason you care. And the only reason that you aren't holding him accountable and you're defending him is because you want to see Last of Us made and you want to see the third season of Mando. That's why. So don't sit here and blow sunshine up my ass that all of a sudden you care about politics when you haven't posted word one about any of this. In fact, most of you admonish it and say, can people just shut up about politics? You know what? Take your own advice. Because if Pascal doesn't hang for this, then Gina Carano shouldn't hang for this. And I'll tell you what, I don't think either of them should hang for it. And anything less 
is an absolute abortion of the truth. So if you don't agree, come on my show and tell me why. Tell me why I'm wrong. Have the stones to get in here and make an argument. Otherwise, do what your mouth is best intended for, which is chewing food. Folks, that's it for my show tonight. It's just my opinion. Don't unfriend me. Veteran Crisis Hotline, 1-800-273-8255. Press 1. Veterans commit suicide every day, 22 of them, in fact, and they need your help. Please reach out to a veteran. If you can't, please reach out to me. I will help you. We'll make that phone call together. And last but not least, you can go to my site at don'tunfriendme.com. Click on the link, and you will be connected to a live operator to Veteran Crisis Hotline. It's not just good for military. It's good for civilians, too. Please make the phone call. Once again, folks, you can share, like, follow, subscribe, and find me at all of my sites. Just want to go ahead and over there. Go ahead and click like and subscribe. I will see you tomorrow for episode 101. Remember, it's just my opinion. I'm not defending Nazis. I'm not defending Proud Boys. I'm not defending BLM. I am simply telling you, if you're going to hold one standard for one, you have to hold it for the other. Take away your political blindness and just put on the folds of justice across your eyes and weigh it in a balance. And you tell me which one comes where and what result you get when you truly look at it from an impartiality perspective. And I promise you, you come up with the same result. And if you don't, tell me why you don't down below. Folks, I will see you tomorrow. Have a wonderful night. I am Audi 5000.